settling in right here for for a fresh episode of a lowdown with LD podcast, and I get completely shell shocked by some some overwhelming dire news that the Kimye era looks like it's about to be over. Kanye West and and Kim Kardashian are about to, to call it quits. First off, who do you think invented like the whole? You put two celebrities' names together and, and you run with it. You know what I mean? Like no one called Romeo and Juliet Juliet. Some 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 gossip columnist in the '90s probably did that and was like, "Honey, honey, come here. I I hit gold. We 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 found a new gold standard." I mean, I think it was probably Bradgelina or or one of those that started it. But who knows? You know, but. It's just sad when America's first couple is is getting an untimely demise. You know what I mean? Now I'm I'm seeing a lot of highlights of the the Kanye and Kim era all over my, my timeline, and you really got to give it up to Kanye West for calling Chris uh, Jenner Chris John Un. That that's just that's a money line right there. Like the, the white women of the internet ate that up like it was kale salad. Like that that was game over are you kidding me he said like 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 and that's what's so funny he's like it was the kardashian fans that were they, they, how weird is that that the kardashian fans are like oh i love chris jenner she's such a malevolent dictator that's why they love her they love those jokes like, they, like they're not jokes to those people they're like oh love the momager oh yeah no one no one's better at exploiting her children but i i don't know but yo 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 people it's your man ld back at it again and today we're doing an NFL edition of the Lowdown with LD. We are returning to our podcasting roots. The NFL regular season has concluded. Uh, Black Black Monday has come and gone, where where quarter or coaches get fired, you know. And uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have created a black eye on this once great sport of ours. But we will arrive at that soon. To get things started, LD is gonna gonna monologue a bit off the top about his. Uh, Green Bay Packers because, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the most confident LD has felt about a Green Bay Packer postseason since since 2011. Where we lost in the first round that year, but well, the second round we had a bye week, but we also went 15 and one in the regular season. So, you know, obviously that that was a time of high confidence. But man, oh man, I mean, even even off the jump with David Bakhtiari tearing his ACL last week, which was despicable and, and horrible and just what you never want to see right before the playoffs. Not even from a fan standpoint, but but as a human being, as a humanitarian of this great world of ours, you never want to see a, a hardworking, blue-collar worker go down to an injury that's threatening to their wages. But what are you going to do, folks? It's next man up this time of year. You know, everyone's playing hurt to some extent. And, you know, obviously David Bakhtiari would be the last of the Packers linemen that you'd hope to go down. But you know, the Packers have a very deep offensive line group. They've had to shuffle and shake up all season long, and, and you know, different combinations have, have thrived. And, and, you know, we got Billy Turner in there at left tackle right now, big Elton Jenkins at left guard, Corey Lindsley at center, Lucas Patrick at right guard, and Rick Wagner at right tackle. That's still, you know, an, a, a, certainly an above-average group. I, I'd, I'd call that around the, the 10th best offensive lines in the NFL. I, I got no sweat about it. And really, at the end of the day, how, the way LD feels about this injury is, you know, as much as it's hard to call the be- losing the best left tackle in the NFL irrelevant, I kind of view this injury as irrelevant in the sense that either the Packers are good enough to win the Super Bowl or they're not. Like, if we lose 
in the playoffs, it's not going to be because Aaron Rodgers got pressured too bad once or twice in a game. It's going to be because our defense doesn't stop the run again. Uh, our wide receivers get jammed at the line of scrimmage. I mean, it, you know, certainly uh, it adds a level of morality to the team. You know, suddenly the Packers are much more mortal than we maybe once seen. Our margin for error is much slimmer. But at the same time, I don't think missing David Bakhtiari will be the make or break sort of uh, straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, to combine these sort of analogies I'm doing, uh, move for the Packers this Super Bowl. I think, honestly, uh, for the first time in a long time, it will really ride in the hand of Aaron Rodgers. I do think our defense is good enough this year to, to get us to the promised land. Uh, really, there's, there's not many teams in the NFC I necessarily fear. Uh, the Saints, Drew Brees is, is an ancient, decrepit old man. I wouldn't want, you know, if I walked into a construction site and I saw Drew Brees working there, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, this guy's a little, a little up there to be working the, the, you know, the power loader, let alone playing quarterback in Lambeau Field in January. Are you kidding me? His knees are going to be swelling up on, on his way to, to Wisconsin. And that's game over. You know, the Seahawks, they just don't have the defense, I don't think. And on top of that, I, I think their offensive line, even with the injuries, aren't as good as ours. So I have confidence in the Packers and in the Packers-Seattle matchup. Uh, if the Rams' offense wasn't falling apart, they'd kind of be the team I'd, I'd semi-fear the most just because I think they have a great ground game and a really good defense this year. But, you know. Without a quarterback, you're just not going to do it in the in the postseason. That that's easy to say. And and to kind of wrap up my part about the 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 Packers, I want to say this: Aaron Rodgers absolutely deserves the MVP this year. I've seen some rumblings on Twitter.com, a little hellscape that we all are forced to to participate in. That like this is akin to like you know the Carl Malone MVP of 1998, or like you know some narrative is leading Aaron Rodgers to run away with Patrick Mahomes locked up and deserved MVP. What are you people talking about? The only statistic that Patrick Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers beaten in is yards. Does, does anybody else remember going into this year when everybody talked about how bad the Packers were going to be and how they, they failed Aaron Rodgers and let him down and, and ripped the rug out from underneath him by, by not adding any weapons in the offseason? Uh, literally for the last like 18 months, all I've heard about is how bad the Packers receivers are. And like now that Aaron Rodgers puts up a literal historic season, it's his best season ever, People are just like, yeah, I don't know. What about that guy with uh, Mikel Hardman, Sammy Watkins, uh, Travis Kelsey, and, and uh, uh, Tyreek Hill? Huh? What about that guy? That, that guy, really? What, are you kidding me? Aaron Rodgers' second best weapon after Devontae Adams is like Bob Tanyan. Bob, a guy, a guy so irrelevant that in the middle of this year, we found out that we all had been saying his name wrong. It's Bob Tanyan, not Tanyan. And we're going to sit here now and act, oh, man, I don't know. Who cares if Rodgers threw more touchdowns and less interceptions than, than Mahomes? He, he's got Bob Tunyon. What, are you kidding me? This isn't the NBA where, like, narratives just come and go. Aaron Rodgers had the better year than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes threw 16 dropped interceptions this year. What do you want? Have you, have, like, are you guys not tired of logging onto Twitter and seeing Bleacher's Report self-ejaculating themselves to Patrick Mahomes throwing a sweaty towel into a bin in a cool way in the locker room? Jeez. Oh, man. 
And you know, now that I've worked up a, a, a bit of a, of a thirst here, I'm a little parched after that rant, I'm bringing in a lowdown favorite guest, a ridewithld.com uh, uh, staple, editor, uh, producer Nick, to talk about a black eye on this great game of ours left by the disgusting, the disgraceful Philadelphia Eagles. Nick, while I sip some water, try to defend, defend this team of yours. Well, D, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, I'm glad to be back. Um, here to talk Eagles. Had a lot of Eagles takes in the beginning of the year. They certainly did not come to fruition. But we are onward and upward. As usual, Eagles haven't picked in the top 10 organically since about 2012. So very respectable team. Always, you know, always going to be, uh, you know, a playoff contending team. But this year, you know, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of injuries. I'm not an injuries guy. A lot of people blame the injuries. I think that's loser speak. Um, you know, I and what the Eagles really need, in my opinion, is, is a, a true wide receiver one. I think that their offense is, is – is really missing that that piece, you know. Like you see it with Devontae Adams and, and Rodgers, and it makes guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling and Bob Tunyon and, and uh, Alan Lazard. It makes them better, you know. Um, and I just think that's what the Eagles need is a true number one. And you got two true number ones coming out this year. Um, two, you know, it reminds me of the Julio AJ Green draft, where it's two number ones. They're you know they're pro ready SEC guys. Uh, and I don't know if one of them is going to be there at nine. And you got to get, you got to be at six. Uh, the Eagles had nothing to gain by giving the Giants a playoffs, playoff berth at six wins. The Giants are just pathetic. The Giants are pathetic. I've I've done that on this podcast many a time. It's just talking about how the Giants are a disgrace to the game, and they are. They are genuinely a disgrace to the game. Their fans are gross. They're disgusting. Their jerseys are awful. Those second, they they use red in their second jersey. Red's not even one of their colors. It's it's uh it's they're a they're a disgrace to a beautiful sport and if their tight end could catch the ball they wouldn't have to worry about the eagle what the eagles were doing in order to make the playoffs but you know um it happens you know I seen a lot of players get upset and I can understand in the heat of the moment you get upset and I, I saw Jalen on the sidelines I'm a huge I love Jalen Hurts um and I, I seen him on the sideline upset uh, and I don't blame him for being upset he you know he, he puts it all out there and he he's had a pretty he, he had a pretty rough last two games, but his first game, he was really great. No, he was really great. No, he had a pretty rough game against Dallas, but he was great against the Cardinals, and he was great against the Saints. So I think he's, he was upset. He's a, he's, you know, he's a warrior. He's a gladiator. You know, he, he wants to be in there. He wants his team to win. But everybody that's an, a real Eagles fan or the, like, no, an Eagles fan that understands football is going to be like, okay, well, you know, they really need that sixth pick because the difference between the sixth pick and the ninth pick, shout out Elliot Shore Parks on Twitter, is about a second round pick's worth of value, which is that's fucking huge, man. Like, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, a premier lot. pick. A lot of value. That's a lot of value. No, so, no I, I hate to disappoint any Giant fans, but I was being heavily sarcastic at the beginning of all this. I, now, look, I'm anti tanking in football in the sense of like, you know, when you're two and three, I always think you're better off trying to compete than trying to intentionally lose games and, and thinking of the, the draft, all this and that. But that's different from one game. All right. And, and look, if you want to criticize the Eagles' decision from the standpoint of like, it seems to have upset some of the players, you know, was it the best for the guys' development, you know, uh, uh, long term? That's all fine. That's all good and well. You, you can have that debate. 
the people, the pearl clutchers that went flying onto Twitter that acted like uh, 1800s women from Annabella South putting a hand to their forehead being like, oh, my stars and goddess, I'm going to faint because I ain't Zach Sudfeld in an NFL game. I ain't done known see nothing like that. Give me a break. All right, like guys are talking about like unwritten rules and, and integrity and, and like, like what the fuck are we talking about here? It is the year 2021. All right, we've all been watching the NBA for years. All right, and like I said, I'm not pro tanking in the NFL, but like let's not act like we can't wrap our heads around why the Eagles lost that game, you know? And on top of that, it's like what? The, the Giants were 6-10. and ten. Have a little self-respect. I see Joe Judge going viral on Twitter yesterday. Oh, oh it's about accountability, and, and I would never have the Giants lose a game like that. And, and the, hey, Joe Judge, why don't you have a little accountability, bub? Why don't you look in the mirror and say, man, if only we went 7-9, and nine, maybe we would have gone into the playoffs. You loser. Why don't you beat the Washington football team twice a year? Like, like, what are we talking about here? The Giants think. The Gi- like, like, yesterday I saw all these Giants fans, you know, lighting torches and carrying pitchforks about how they were cheated out of the NFL. And then today, all I see is stuff about how, you know, David Gettleman, he's been uh, 12 and, and 34 in his career with the Giants as the gentleman. Oh, so it sounds like you guys are a bunch of big losers who suck at football and didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Oops. Like, am I wrong, Nick? No, not at all. I, I say this on the podcast all the time. I wouldn't have been surprised if the Giants did not win a game this year. Um, I, I, they're, they're, honestly, they're a black eye in, on the beautiful sport of football. Um, they won six games, and they, they suddenly they're a playoff team. Uh, it's a joke. Um, they, they're the worst drafting team I've ever seen in my life. They took a running back, what, third overall? And then they took the worst – I mean – they one of the worst quarterbacks in the league at six. So I, I mean, used like, to hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to put this out there. I, I've never had anything against the Giants. I don't hate the Eagles anymore. I certainly love to work up Eagle fans. But, like, if I was ever going to be biased Giants-Eagles, it was going to be anti-Eagles. Like, I, I know, you know, producer Nick here is obviously an Eagles fan, so he just hates the Giants. But, like, I'm just telling it like it is. Like, I, I don't care. You know, I saw a, a, an account on Twitter with 50,000 followers, like New York Giants Daily or something, say, like, Hey, Eagles, we're going to remember this. What's that mean? You guys already hate the Eagles. You guys are rivals. You're division rivals. They don't know you any. It's not like the, the, the Bengals did this to the Giants and, and, a, and a new rivalry is born. Well, what are we talking about here? No, I mean, the Giants, I mean, like, they don't they, – they're the worst team in football by wins over the past three seasons. They're, they pick in the top five, six every year. I mean – they're, they they haven't had an identity since the game at Lambeau. I mean, like since the boat thing. Like they've they've had, they've been they've been an identityless football team. They've been boring. They've been they've been you know clinging on to the past for too long. It's it's a bad team. It's a bad organization. At a minimum, you need to be eight and eight to pretend like you got screwed out of the play. Really, nine and seven. If I'm going to be honest, you I should agree. be above five hundred to pretend like you got six. If they and were eight 10. eight. I would understand it. Sure. I would understand it way they're more. They're not even. They're not. They're not it's even seven and nine. Dude, they beat the Eagles for the first time this this year in like the last three years. They never beat the Eagles. Yeah, ever. and they're like thumping their chests. Like they're, you know, like man, the Browns had gotten screwed out of the playoffs this year by some like like if the Browns were the Giants and the Browns were once again 10 and 6, I, I would have, you know, 
horrible. All of this and that, surely. Yeah, I agree. Well, you're the giant. Get out of town. Get out of town, you know? Yeah. And speaking of getting out of town, Carson Wentz, the guy, man, have we ever seen a guy? Now, look, for those of you who don't know, and I assume you all do know, LD's a white man. LD, so, so you know. Uh, LD isn't exactly the one to, to call out racial biases here and there. So just take this with a pinch of salt. But I don't know uh, if a black quarterback was doing what Car- like Carson Wentz is sitting there like, like he, he ran into it. Like, okay, here's what I'm saying. In the NFL and in sports in general, it's so hot to trot for the Carson Wentzes of the world, these white Midwestern uh, religious folks to like talk about overcoming adversity. And, and fighting and, 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 and never giving up. Well, well Carson, you kind of sucked for, hey, you know, uh, this year got benched uh, and it sounds like you gave up. You know what I mean? Like, like that's just what I'm saying. And, like, he's demanding a trade and this and that. And he's, he's been shit talking the team behind his back. When do we start saying he's a prima donna? Is it just because he, he puts Jesus quotes in his Instagrams that we're acting like he's some humble guy? Because his actions certainly don't speak of that of a leader. I'll tell you that much. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, you, you think of Carson, oh, he's a leader. He's a competitor. Well, apparently not. Nick, you, you loved Carson once, and I, I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, you're an Eagles fan, but he was great. Of course you're going to love him. Like, do you agree with me that he's – you know, kind of showing showing that he's kind of a, a, a lousy a lousy teammate, maybe? Yeah, I, I have a couple things to say. I, just a couple things on the Carson Wentz thing. I had actually written these down. Go ahead. This, um, this is going to be a conversation, so, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, Carson Carson Wentz, um, you know, I loved, I, I loved Carson. And it's, it's, it's really sad. Like, I was upset when they drafted Jalen Hurts. I thought that Carson did enough to prove that he's, a, you know, a, an elite quarterback. At, 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 he can play at an elite level. Last year, I thought that. You know, he, you know, those were pretty bad teams, but wasn't easy with guys that he had not, no chemistry with. And I thought those guys really stepped up big. I thought he stepped up really big. And I, I thought he was really special. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff always kind of coming out like that, like Carson might not be that good of a teammate. And it was kind of like a quiet rumbling around the building. I do remember and, that now. And it's funny to see it sort of all kind of blow up and like, oh shit, maybe we were too sensitive because we were so excited about this guy. And like, I want to make something really clear. Like, I'm an Eagles fan. I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm not a Carson Wentz fan. I want Yeah, to- oh, Donnie, I mean, yeah. I mean, anyone who knows LD knows. That is, I, I've talked about that on the podcast many a time, early in the season, if you go back to it. And, and it never came to a bigger head than, than when the Jalen Hurts switch happened. But, like, there's a problem in the NFL where people will go with their quarterbacks over their football teams. It's not exclusive to Philly, but you've seen it horribly with Carson Wentz yeah it's really sad honestly like so like I I I actually like Jalen Hurts when they picked him because I thought he was I, I thought he was going to come in I thought he was pro ready and I thought he was going to be an elite backup for the Eagles but I I mean I think he reminds me of Dak out there and I I think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback I I, I he's not going to be you know he's I don't think Jalen Hurts is a world beater like I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes but I don't think he's bad you know I mm-hmm. I, I certainly think he's going to be very capable of running who I consider to be a very elite coach's offense. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to make it, you know, I like to say I'm an Eagles fan. I don't give a shit who plays quarterback on Sunday, man. I just want to win. Yeah. When I wake you up know, on Monday, I hate that feeling of knowing that you lost. Yeah, dude, of course. and that's what people don't get, man. It, believe me, like, I, I'm a Packers fan. I'm also a Timberwolves fan. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And, like, I can tell you, like, you know, there's a certain point of defending your guy, and there's a certain point. I loved Andrew Wiggins. I still think Andrew Wiggins is hated on a bit 
more than he deserves. But like at the same time, and there had to be a push comes to shove where I was like, this guy isn't getting, this guy isn't getting it done for the Wolves, you know? And like last year, I think was the time to defend Carson once yeah. because last year, I do think is when the the crack started to show that he wasn't the MVP guy people thought, but at the same time, last year was far from his fault. And he did take the Eagles to the playoffs and, and kind of help them win as much as he helped them lose. But there was a certain time where you just have to look yourself, you know, 10 years from now, imagine if you're one of the, like, people, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, people have been, like, running Doug Peterson out of town in defense of car. It's been a joke that I, me and Nick have had lately where it's like, there are these Eagle fans that look at a Super Bowl that was won by Nick Foles playing the quarterback position, performing plays called by Doug Peterson, yet there are Eagle fans that are weirdly crediting Frank Wright and, and Carson Wentz for that Super Bowl. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I went to every game that year. I didn't miss a single game. I didn't miss a snap. I went to every game that year, uh, I, even the preseason. Uh, and that was just a special team, man. Like, it wasn't – it had like – you know, I just don't get it. Like it's always, the Frank Reich thing drives me insane. I don't get. I don't get. That's something and it I do. Like I do like the guy. I think and he's a good. Dude, he's a great guy. Uh, I, like hey, Buffalo Bill. Get over him, guys. I, I don't know what to talk. Dude, I, I thought Doug Peterson was going to be a bad hire for Philly. He's. I, I, I was wrong. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a top top coach, no doubt. Years. I think he's like a top eight coach. Probably top yeah, six. Yeah, like I, I think he's one of those guys. Like. Like when the people say like, "Oh, he's an idiot. He lost the locker room." I was like, "Yo, like, he's not like, it's not his call." Doug isn't going out there like, "We're gonna lose this shit on purpose, guys. We're gonna mm-hmm. lose this game on purpose." I'm sure that Doug, Doug, I bet you, Doug is a bit of an Doug in the press is a bit of an idiot. I bet if you got him at the right time, he'll tell you like he wanted to win. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. like that's the way he's just a, he's a football guy. You know, he's a little bit of a football yeah. guy. Like. He, he, you know, he's, he's been around the game his whole life. The way they talked to him on the radio, I was, I was sick to my stomach listening to the way Angela talked to him on the radio. I was sick to my stomach. He was like, do you have a soft spot in for Philadelphia sports reporter, Angelo Catali, that is, folks. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, Angelo Catali. He's early mor- uh, mornings in Philadelphia, uh, WIP 94. He's like one of three, Mike, uh, what's the guy from New York, Mongo Nation, uh, Mike. Uh, oh, uh, Mike Francesca. Mike Francesca. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of like, like Mike Francesca, but yeah, Howard, yeah. Howard. Him, he's, Howard he's, Eskin. Yeah, like those are the him two. Him and guys. Eskin are the two biggest, you'd say, no? Eskin and, and Cataldi, yeah. And this nice things. I thought you no, no, no. Who's the guy you like? Julio. Joe Julia. He's my favorite. <laughs> how, many, he's a nice. how, many, how many how many gal bones can there be on the radio? <laughs> Angelo Cadali, Joe Julio, and Mike Missinelli. Like like that's three Dude, brothers of Italy. Guy, you know but what I mean? That's way, Philadelphia right there. The way and then you just got talking to Doug, it was so, it was like if any average Joe was able to talk to him. Like Oh yeah. Doug wanted to get off he was so disrespectful and Doug just wanted to get off the phone so bad. He he said like Doug, do you have a soft spot for Nate Sudfeld because you were also a backup? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Who cares? Some of these guys asked the stupidest I, I heard him say that. I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He also said before the game that Sudfeld was going to get in. He, I know. That's the craziest part about all of it is they, they were like, hey, we're going to put Sudfeld in. We're going to put Sudfeld in. It's not our fault that Washington – we were like, hey, Washington, we, here's, here's uh, Gray, Gray, Graylin Arnold in single coverage against Terry McLaurin. Can you please score some touchdowns? And Alex Smith was just out. It was Did sad. You think that honestly. man's name is Graylin Arnold. Graylin or Grayson Arnold. 
I've what? never heard of that, man. I, I, dude, I'm I'm like, you know, I'm one of those people that's like when they post like real fans will know who this is. I yeah. always know who that is. Like I just I love the Eagles. That is always that's such a that always happens though in your like from ages 14 till like 19, you can literally name every like practice squad, everyone yeah. on the practice squad. By your mid-20s, there's always maybe two to three fringe guys that you don't know their names but whenever that happens you always feel like a fake fan even though like yeah. you own like 10 eagle jerseys and oh dude when jason Proom scored that touchdown this year in the mm-hmm. bo- bottom right corner of the end zone i had he scored and i was like i don't know who that man is <laughs> like i i could not i was like 81 in the middle you know? of the year the packers added this h back like dominique daphne and i've no 49 no idea where he came he from. he scored against the bears what he scored against the Bears. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, going to say, he this week. <laughs> Wait, like, like, we've been seeing him since, like, week eight, and we just kept calling him number 49. When he scored against the Bears, we are like, there he – who is this man? Like, route. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it was uh, – I mean, I, I, like, they were begging Washington to just beat them up so we could just put in Sunfeld and call it a game. But they just would not score. Like, I mean, also, they didn't have though, Fox. Like, they didn't have anybody. They were just letting them run. They were like, just please, just score. And look, I know I'm playing like a little bit of devil's advocate here. Like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to act like this is rock solid. Like, this is like what happened or anything like that. But, but the Eagles look like they need to move on from Carson Wentz. Maybe they got to evaluate Sudfeld a little bit. Like, this, this game means nothing for the Eagles. If it wasn't for the fact that the Giants were a bunch of losers who were 6-10 and 10 and needed hip skips and jumps to get into the playoffs, no one would care what the Eagles decided to do in this game. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what I'm I, saying. I think like, people will. Dude, if they had put a make-a-wish kid out there at left tackle for the third quarter, I would have said, sure, this game doesn't matter to the Eagles. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter at all. It's not my fault that the Giants are a bunch of sad losers. Yeah, and the way that people – honestly, and you know what? I'm going to do a quick one. I feel bad for the Giant fans because think about this. Could there be a more miserable way to win two Super Bowls than the way the Giants did it in this sense? I know if you're a Giants fan, you had to have shut off the podcast at this point. If you're listening to me, your Super Bowls deserve a ton of credit, obviously. What I mean is like, you know, like the Packers, we've got one Super Bowl, you know, since the year 2000. Off the top of my head, we probably made the playoffs, you know, 16 times in those 21 years. That's 16 years of being relevant, of me having something to watch, this and that. The Giants have been, like, god-awful for 20 years besides for the two times they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like, like, it's just a lot of probably watching nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, they stink every, every they year they get brought that, by the Eagles. Like, I've been saying that, man. Like, who on the roster is, like, all this and that? Giant fans don't even like Evan Ingram. You know no, what I mean? He, like, he does stink. The fact that he made the Pro Bowl over Tunyon was ridiculous. I mean, I don't want to – I saw today Miles Sanders made the Pro Bowl, and I'm not – you know, listen. Miles Sanders made the Pro Bowl? It was like a Madden voting thing. I, oh, that's, I see. I hate. I mean, dude, Miles Sanders is not does not belong in the Pro Bowl. He plays half the games, and like yeah. I get it. I'm an Eagles fan. I like Miles Sanders, but like I think he's good, but he's not that. Good. Like he's he's okay. Like he's not the mm-hmm. best running back I've. He's not a Pro Bowl running back. He's good. He's not a Pro Bowl running back at all. Mm-hmm. But he had like the league lead in in. Yards per carry. I think that's what it was. Because he didn't carry it that many fucking times. I hate that. Yo, that always, except Jamal Charles did one year, like, lead oh, the Jamal NFL. Charles. Yeah. I hate that so many running backs have to be lost to history like that. Oh, how come Jamal Charles couldn't have been on that? Uh, hold on. I'm, 
I know this is like bad hosting right now. I'm Googling Jamal Charles. I just want to see like what year that man retired. Well, oh no. I just remember that Jamal Charles existed. This is very sad. I love Jamal Charles. Like, that man's 34 and he's been out of the league years. Yeah, years, dude. Yeah. That, that man was a three time all pro. Oh, yeah, no, he wasn't even just Pro Bowls. He was all pro. He was great. That man, that man averaged 5.4 yards a carry over his career. That's insane. Husky Jamal. Yeah, yeah. Good player. Yeah, he was a good player. I liked him. So, so with that, let's uh, transition to this weekend, the playoffs. Super wild card Sunday, as they are calling it. We're going to go game by game, look at the lines, chopping it up. First, we have the Buffalo Bills, minus six and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. What do we think, Nick? Lucas, uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl without fans. I I, I, I thought you were a big, like, the Chiefs already won the Super Bowl and it isn't even close, guy. No, I just want the ball. I I think the ultimate irony. And think is two different things. I think the ultimate irony in this cruel world would be Buffalo winning without fans being there. Um, the fact that they can't have fans is, is a travesty. Many know I try to not talk. You know, I, I don't normally talk about other allegiances because I'm very faithful to my team. Everyone knows that. But I have such a soft spot for Buffalo. They're my work wife. You know, like I, I love Buffalo. I love watching them destroy shit. It's like Philly but colder and more miserable. And even it's – Philly's a nice city. Buffalo absolutely stinks. Uh, I love Buffalo. I think Josh Allen should be in that MVP conversation, although I do think Rodgers does deserve it more than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, at, at Allen's age, I hate to sound like an Oscar voter, but, like, it is an honor just to be nominated. Like that, yeah, no, for you, sure, you, man. That is one of those things where, like, when you're Josh Allen, it's like, oh, yo, you remember, you know, 2020 when he when he really stepped into MVP form? You know, that's, that's it. There, there's a difference between being an MVP caliber guy and being the MVP. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. I agree. But uh, I, I'm just – Buffalo is absolutely shit-pummeling everybody, and I just I, – I, like, I can't I – see, I don't think Indianapolis is that good. I don't think Frank Reich is that special, contrary to most of you. Well, I think – more to me, I think Philip Rivers. Rivers. Why? Yeah, I, that's it. Next year, Carson Wentz in the d- disgusting blue that they wear, maybe. But this year – Against Josh Allen. I think it's one of those games that you're going to get very, you know, ooh, six and a half in the playoffs. That's a lot. This this isn't last year's playoff Josh Allen. You know what I mean? He is a step better, crisper, more accurate, better. Like, like he's ready for the moment now. You know I think so, I mean? too. He's, I, I think he's a special quarterback. I'm a big believer that uh, it, really in all sports, uh, but, 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 you know, football and basketball are the two that come to mind. You sort of need to, like – take steps you know what I mean like you don't you don't just burst in and go all the way right away normally I mean I know Patrick Mahomes sort of just did that but like yeah yeah you get really look at Lamar yeah I was about to say like Lamar Jackson last year I I like Lamar I like the Ravens but I bet against him last year because I was like this is year one they need you know that that time to kind of get through you know get used to it and stuff I think I think the Bills already I think they're better on both sides of the ball I don't like Phillip Rivers playing outside in Buffalo in in January either right next year yeah maybe next we have Seattle minus three and a half at home against the Rams I mean there's this big quarterback question mark over over in in uh, Los Angeles right now with the Rams. Uh, Jared Goff, I think he got some small thumb surgery. They he got like did. this. He got Wofford. thumb surgery. Yeah. Yeah. There's like this Wofford man playing or something. Wait a second. So is he Jared Goff is not playing? 
I, I think, I think right so. now saying like, oh, he's going to try, but I, I don't think he is. Let me, here, let me, let me do a little Googling just to make sure, but I'm fairly positive they've said like, ah, uh, he might, but it's like one of those like, yeah, he's not. I, mean, I just feel like Seattle's been there. They've done that. Russell Wilson's a beast. Uh, so I agree. I agree. I agree. But when looking at the board, so you know, the favorites aren't going to win all the games opening weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. The Rams do got that defense. You know, they got that defensive line. And and with their run game, I like, I don't want to sound like Rico Bosco or a shout-out, like it all came down to the coin toss. But, like, the Rams win this coin toss and the Rams run the ball down the field and the Rams score 7-0. Suddenly they force a punt, three and out. You know what I mean? Like, like if they yeah. can control the clock and they're not down early and they – I don't know, but even then, man, they – what? It's a game I would have bet on. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, as much as I see the narrative for the Rams, it's like they they did not look that great against the the Cardinals this weekend. I think the Cardinals are bad. Cardinals didn't even have Kenneth – I always called him Kenneth Murray. uh, Kyler Murray for half the game. uh, And and, and the Rams still couldn't just just kind of drop it on them, you know? I don't think Jared Goff's necessarily all that great, but I – I probably would bet against them if he's not playing, although I know I just laid out all the evidence to the contrary. But I also could see one of those things where it's like a tie game and then Russell Wilson brings him down the field the last minute. So, actually, give me the Rams of the points for the record. But yeah. uh, I think Seattle's going to win, and I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle just shipped home. Now, here we have the Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, so, so the, the Bucs are minus eight classically in these scenarios, like think of the Eagles last year with Seattle. The Eagles had no business playing in the playoffs last year. And then they look great against Seattle. You know, they, they, they were like winning for three-fourths of that game. You know what I mean? They're almost won with Josh McCown playing quarterback. So, Like as much as I'm not saying to bet the Washington football team, I am going to warn you if you're looking at, at Tampa Bay minus eight, I, I just can't love minus eight. I love teasing the Bucks this week. They are my tease team of the week because, I, I mean, they, there's one of those things where it's like, you know, you can be wary of an underdog as much as you want, but at the end of the day, they're not going to, you know. The, 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 the Bucks or the, 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 the football team can't win this game. But at the same time, you got Ron Rivera, you got the cancer, we're young, Chase Young, you wanted to sack Tom Brady, let's go. Hoo-ha, oh, you know what I mean? You're going to get some of that hiss-boom-pow going. Oh, I, I, I think that the Washington football team looks so atrocious against the Eagles that there's no choice but to take them here. Like, they, yeah, they could so. not have been worse against the Eagles. Otherwise, I mean, the world's got to be on. If they, had, if they had beaten the shit out of the Eagles, I'd be like, well, I think that I could see Tampa Bay really just coming, laying coming it on them. Yeah. But because yeah. they looked so bad against the Eagles and the Eagles essentially let them win, I, mm-hmm. I guarantee – I would definitely take the eight. I would. I'm. I'm going to touch the money line. I just. I, I'm going to absolutely touch the money line on that. All right. I like. Uh, next, we have Baltimore minus three at Tennessee. This is a tricky one. Tennessee's home dogs in the playoffs, but Tennessee embarrassed the Ravens last year in the playoffs. So it's 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 home dogs versus bulletin board material. If if you think about it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So ultimately. I think I'm going with the Ravens. Here's why. I think the Titans' defense is atrocious this year. 
Uh, the Titans do not have – and their secondary is all right. Yeah. I, I take that back. They have no pass rush. No pass rush. Their defensive line is a bunch of stiffs right now. And I just think that Lamar Jackson, he's playing well. The Ravens have like a legitimate chip on their shoulder sort of this year. I, 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 could, I, I don't know, but uh, you just, I don't want to take a road, a road favorite in the playoffs. Like when I don't love the team. But, but you think this is like a rat line? Like you think everyone's going to be on, on, the, on the Titans? You know? I actually think it's the other way around. I think it's a rat line. It's like, oh, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, he won the MVP last year. Oh, so you like the Titans. In oh, this I game. love the Titans here. Yeah. I, I, well, I love I the Titans anymore. I, I, I've never bet against the Titans and they've, and they've, uh, I've never bet against the Titans. And well, it sounds like you're about to say, I've never bet against the Titans and they've always won. Which I, I bet against the Titans much. all the time and the Titans always win. So, yeah. and I, there is no one in this world I like watching more than Derrick Henry. He's the most fun player. Yeah, but I love Derrick Henry too, but uh, Luan's out for them. They lost Conklin in the offseason. That's suddenly not the defensive line. You know, I could just see the Ravens being angry a little bit, you know? I can too, but I, I just – I mean, Lamar's got to prove me wrong. I, I, I would take I, – I, if I had to put my money on it, I, I would take Tennessee. I actually might touch that game a little bit. I like Tennessee. Maybe, maybe we have to do a mayoral bet here if – the Titans win. I smoke a CBD joint, and if uh, the the Ravens win, you eat like a double cheeseburger with cheese fries or something. Yeah. Oh man, I would die. Yeah, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I mean, I, I, I gotta take. I'd have to take the Titans. Home dogs. Oh, dude. Home dogs. Vrabel's gonna get them fired up. Yeah. No chance. Oh, uh, yeah. I. You gotta give me the Titans. Oh, well, dude. This is Vrabel's awesome. That's just something I tweeted about recently. I know this is going to be a bit of a, of a Waterloo. Uh, we're, we're going a different direction here. But I need, when Mike McCarthy gets fired inevitably by the Cowboys, I need a report like I need air to breathe that says, like, the team was tired of him crushing fruit. <laughs> I need a report. I just like, hey, guys, you know, we had this big game. Mike brought out the, the melons. He had some cantaloupe this time. And, melons, and you know. The team was just underwhelmed. They, they've really gotten used to seeing fruit splatter. I just, ah. Very wasteful of a very, honestly, pretty expensive fruit. Yeah. I really hate to see that. How many families do you think Mike McCarthy could be feeding instead of just making a point to his team? A lot, dude. The watermelon's a great fruit. So to me, it's actually my favorite fruit, in fact. Watermelons and mangoes. But, yeah, give me the tights. Next, we have the Bears. Plus nine and a half. In the Mercedes-Benz Megadome, Superdome, Nick, what do you think of this one? I think that the Saints – this is the Saints. Every year, they go to the playoffs. They make some big fucking stink about how great they are. They run up the score. On they got screwed. They got screwed. Boo-hoo. Drew Brees is here. I think it's as long as the defensive line is healthy for the Bears, I think that they will cover. I don't think I could touch the money line because I, I – but then again, I did bet last year on Minnesota to beat them because I think that the, the Saints are the most overrated team ever. They, Breeze has one Super Bowl, one MVP, same as Mahomes. Like, I, like I, I don't – like. I don't buy anything that they're selling. I think Sean Payton's a fucking douche. Uh, I would take the Bears with the points, but I'm sure the – I like the Bears, but I, I think they're going to lose. 
Yeah, minus nine and a half. I like the or plus nine and a half. Excuse me. I, I do like the Bears. I do think that's a lot of points. The Bears are. I right, grind you down. You know, run the ball. David Montgomery. Uh, uh, use the defense. Contain. I. I don't think the Saints are a good enough team to to like smack the Bears. Uh, I wonder how healthy Roquan Smith is. That's something that's definitely. What'd you say? I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's definitely something that's going to be a big uh, thing that matters. Uh, it, it looks like he's he's pretty questionable and like pretty legitimately questionable. If Roquan Smith plays. I think I'm going to take the Bears plus a nine and a half. If he doesn't, I might just stay away from it. I think. I'd really love to see Mr. Trubisky get a playoff win. That bring me a lot of joy. Oh yeah. Now now this game. This game started at four and a half, but now with Corona. And let, let me just say this. I'm getting tired of Adam Schefter, the, the man who carries all the water for, for the league, uh, always, like, bragging about how, like, uh, Adam Schefter, I just feel like I always hear, like, and the NFL did not have one single COVID cancellation this year. Yeah, the Browns are playing a playoff game without their head coach, like, at half the roster. Go ask the Brown fans if they feel like this COVID season was a big job well done. Congrats. Like, they don't have a shot now. Now They're missing after team. They're missing their head coach. There's just nothing that they or anyone else can really do about it. So, you know, don't, don't, don't go telling me about what a big success the NFL COVID. And, you know, I'm happy we got all the games. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I don't mean to be like a wet blanket. I don't mean it in that sense. I'm just saying maybe we can stop tooting our own horn when the poor Browns are, are about to be a doormat in the playoffs and a big jerk. That's the part that makes it, you know, well, let, let me just say I feel bad for the Brown fans because that's the most overdone joke in the history of jokes at this point. Like, like talk about just being a bleacher report commenter almost, just sitting there tweeting out like, LMAO, Browns gonna Browns. It's not their fault there's a pandemic and that they just got to play anyway. If the Steelers had some class and some respect, they'd send uh, uh, Mason Rudolph out there and uh, uh, be quarterback of this game. Let, let Miles Garrett sink the hooks in him. What yeah, really. Uh, I, I, uh, I think I would have to take the Browns. I just think that everybody, everything's against them. I, I, lo- I like the Browns. It's another city that I kind of res- like a little bit, Cleveland. I like Baker a lot. I think he's good. I'm glad that he's kind of – I'm glad that him and Stefanski really get along. I love seeing that good QB head coach relationship. A lot of people say, oh, Baker, he's a diva. I don't think he's half the diva that Carson Wentz is. <laughs> um, I like Baker a lot, and I would really love to see him win a playoff game. Uh, I like Stefanski a lot as well. Um, but, man, uh, I, I, you're going to have to give me – you're going to have to give me the Browns here. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers have been a little fugazi this year, but I also feel like they've been fugazi long enough where, like, everyone's talking about it, and it's kind of like a reverse fakeness where now they're motivated, they're angry, you know what I mean? They kind of have that chip on their shoulder. And I know I'm talking a lot of intangibles, and I don't mean to sound like Skip Bayless, but that's betting, baby. If you think, if you think gambling is determined by statistics and not, and not like, what's in the heart, then you obviously haven't been gambling long enough. Otherwise, otherwise ESPN would just win gambling every year. I don't know what I mean. You don't really win gambling. That's not the best analogy, but you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Well, we wrap things up here, Nick. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Before we wrap things up, let me just say I, I am going to go with the Steelers just because I, I do think as injured as their defense is, I think their defense is just going to be too good for a team like the Browns right now. 
Good defense. Wouldn't be um, Yeah. Uh, but as we wrap up here, do you have any, any takes on the playoffs, any takes on the NFL season now that it's over? Uh, I'm glad it's over. Really hope the Eagles can draft either uh, Devontae Smith, who I believe the Heisman ceremony is currently on while we're recording. Uh, hope, I think he's going to win the Heisman. And, uh, or Jamar Chase. I would just really like to see a Bolitnikoff winner in Philadelphia. Uh, Belitnikov is such a great name. Such a great. Yeah, I will, such a good old time. You know, and look at him bounding down the sidelines. Belitnikov, a bull of a man, raging down with a, yeah. with the speed of a thousand winds. Like, come on. Absolutely, man. Uh, I just. I know, you know, I know that's the last name, but there's no one in 2021 named Belitnikov. That's a strong name. Maybe in the Ukraine. Absolutely. Not not here. No, no chance. Um, I think it's going to be probably be Packers, Chiefs, or Packers, Bills in the Super Bowl. I think the Packers are going to make the Super Bowl. I think that. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on with you. I, I do think they're really, really good. LD does have like a sweet and juicy like fifty dollars to win four fifty. Packers win the NFC bet that he made back in August when the Niners were the favorite and uh, the Saints were favorited ahead of the like that's that's my whole defense of the Aaron Rodgers MVP thing. It's like Packers were slept on this year. I know we went thirteen and three last year, but everyone said we were fake thirteen and three, and everyone picked up like a lot of people didn't pick us to win the division, let alone make the play or make the playoffs, let alone win the division. I mean, once once the playoffs were expanded, they did, but you know what I mean, like. Uh, I, the, the, you know, look at that ticket I have. The Packers were like the third or fourth favorite to win the NFC. And here I am sitting on that juicy, juicy bit of gambling future, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I would really like to see uh, – actually, breaking news, Devontae Smith has won the Heisman. Uh, Who did? Devontae Smith has won the Heisman Trophy. Oh. Hopefully oh, we will wow. see him in midnight green next year, streaking down the sidelines. That's the first receiver to win the Heisman since I don't even know when. Uh, it was the guy from Michigan. Uh, early '90s, I think, might have been late '80s. Guy from Miss. Oh, Desmond, Desmond Howard. Howard. Yeah, Desmond, Desmond Howard. Yeah, yeah. One uh, Super Bowl MVP. And then Packers, right? a little guy, uh, Tim Brown. Ever hear of him? Uh, got a gold jacket. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty. Damn, I, I, really turned into wide receiver. You, LSU too, man. Think about. I mean, you think about the LSU guys in the in the league. They're all very good as well. All productive wide receivers. But um. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the season's over. I, I don't want to be corny or anything, but I did think it was like a bit lame without the fans. Like it does, it does make that extra, you know, like it really, it does make everything a lot better. But definitely, and I know you're not coming from this route, uh, but I will say, like, uh, like now that it's this or January 2021, and you know, in December of this year, like we had as many COVID deaths in America as we ever had. Like, I remember back in, like, last March when all the corona stuff was really getting big and crazy in America. Like, all these people, you know, we can't have sports without the fans. What? Huh? What? And now, like, in retrospect, does anybody remember those three months when we just had no sports? And, like, the sports without the fans, a lot better. You know what I mean? That's always been my whole thing. Like, I agree with you. I want fans in the NFL more than I, I, I want anything else right now, you know? But at the same time... I also want just NFL more than I want nothing. So, you know, like I remember these people would act like, you know, like I, there were some people who'd say like, you know what? I don't even want it without the fans. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, look at it now. Yeah, we did it. And uh, we got it. So we got six pick in the draft. We draft as a wide receiver next year when there's fans, including mm-hmm. myself. I'll be back there. 213, shout out. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad it's finally over for the Eagles, to be honest. Yeah. I don't have to stress about yeah. it anymore. 
Yeah, there is a certain point of the season where once you – I mean, you know, the NFC East being so bad, the Eagles had something to play for for a while. But, you know, uh-huh. there, there's a certain point where your season just kind of becomes – football almost becomes work. You know what I mean? It really – it was like it was like punching the clock watching the game every Sunday. Oh, man. All right, well, thank you for joining me, Nick, as always. And uh, thank you, the El Disciples, for tuning in, lending me your ears, as always. Uh, we might come back with another NFL podcast sometime soon based on how things work. If not, you know, you'll get some some pop culture, some LD talk here and there whenever you need me. Follow me on Twitter, at LDTheMan, and find my website, RideWithLD.com, so that you can read all my blogs and follow along. Thank you. <laughs>